Wrestling Escape. Wow. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I am Michelle Mendoza, and you have got us on our entertainment review where we're going to be talking about entertainment issues, some things that you can see, uh, maybe even a musical touring the nation that will come to you soon. What's out that's new in the movies? What's worth a see and what will you just want to outright avoid? We take it on from kind of a different point of view, not just our opinion. Oh, I like the movie. Oh, I didn't. But really talking about some of the things that may be important to you and your family. You know, uh, they used to say you are what you eat. I think oftentimes we are a product of the things that we spend our time doing, the things that we um eat uh, for entertainment it does have an effect on us so where do we say yeah this isn't for me and yeah well I think I might like to see that we'll take it on and we're going to do it with he's he's more than a guest he's kind of like a co-host and a cohort in all of this he is Adam from Plugged In Movie I'm pretty cool plugging you into the movies this is Adam Holm now can you hear that okay Adam I can. Okay, yeah. great. I just want to make sure all, all of our sound is doing what all of our sound is supposed to do. Uh, I wanted you to hear just how cool you are. That well, self-affirmation. Affirmation. And I'd also like to say cohort's one of those fun words. It's like, is anybody just a hort? <laughs> You're always a cohort. Like, and it, it implies that somewhere out there, there are a bunch of horts running There's around. There's people I've hoarding. They're hoarding. <laughs> And I didn't want to hort alone, so I invited you to cohort no, with me. No one hoards alone. It should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love it. Nor oh, should they. Mercy. Except for with social distancing. Glad to have you today. We're um, going to be looking at one movie that's out, and it's a family movie. We'll talk about that. Uh, but one thing we sometimes cover is... Uh, what's on stage stage mm-hmm. productions are fabulous because they uh unlike a movie it is almost interactive you can laugh and you can cheer and there's an energy that happens between you and the people on stage uh, there are some spectacular productions out there and i happen to see a uh, the opening night of the 2022 20, tour of Anastasia. I'll give you, it's, I'm in Seattle. So um, here you'll see Portland, Salt Lake City, Fresno, Boise, Pensacola, Dayton, Miami, uh-huh. Buffalo, all the way through the year to Boston. So you'll be able to see Anastasia near you. And I'm going to tell you, it is a spectacular musical. The music is great. Uh, the storyline is interesting and entertaining. I, I'm going to be honest, uh, the first scene, it took the first scene before you felt like they were really in their characters something you'll notice and maybe something you'll notice from uh if you go and see a musical they're very loud and they're on high gear and it's very you know it's that's what happens when you have nerves when you have real professionals they settle into their role they have dynamics they go up 
they go down. There wasn't that in the first act. And I'm thinking, though it was done well, the mechanics were perfect. The musical numbers were great. I was, oh, but they settled in. And what a, I mean, this is a hit. It it came out in 2016, if I remember right. Um, So, Anna, you might have even remembered it's loosely based on an animated film that came out in 1997 by the same name, Anastasia. Do you remember that? I remember it. Let's take a look. Go ahead. Uh, So vaguely, do you have kind of a... I mean, Russia? Am I in the right country? Yeah, let's look at the the trailer. We'll see if it jars your memory. An enchanted world. A sorcerer's curse. A sputum. A young princess who vanished. Anastasia! Without a trace. Curses are pure. Yeah, ain't that the kick in the head? I guess a curse just ain't what it used to be, huh, sir? <laughs> one of the greatest mysteries of all time is now one of the most magical motion picture events of our time. It's the rumor, the legend, the mystery. Anya's an orphan in search of her past. I just want to know who I am, whether or not I belong to a family. Dimitri's a dreamer in need of a future. We'll find a girl to play the part and teach her what to say. Next, please. Dress her up and take her to Paris. Grandma, it's me, Anastasia. All right, so just a, a little memory, walk down memory lane from 1997. Now, it's based on a, a historical story of the Grand Duchess. I'll even have a picture. She was a real person, the Grand Duchess Anastasia, um, the last of the czars in Russia uh, during the uprising in the early 20th century. Uh, her whole family was taken out and they were murdered. There were literally in history there was a rumor that young Anastasia escaped the murder of her entire family and there were many imposters the uh the past the dowager uh, empress lived in it was uh, her grandmother lived in France and there was even awards for the real Anastasia would you please stand up I wanted to say I think I'm more interested in being a cohort than a dowager. I mean, (laughs) I don't even really know what a dowager is, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to be one. (laughs) Just means your, your spouse who was the ruler died and you know, you're Ah, just, you're, you're a has been. If my spouse died, it would mean that the spouse who was the ruler died. So that would be accurate. (laughs) I always like a film or a musical or whatever it may be. I I love history. And so there is some history that's very real here. There were people who, in fact, there was one woman who, uh, by the last name Wilson, who was, uh, they thought, well, she could really be Anastasia. I'm going to put all of this to rest with uh, outside of entertainment, Adam, because uh, in the early 2000s, they did some testing on fragments that were found in a mass grave at a mine uh, they found all of the romanoffs they were all put to death um and and so it, it's kind of sad uh, the sad story of history and the uprising of the people but uh this musical and that 
cartoon, the animated film, was based on a, a girl who w- had amnesia. She was hit in the head. Something happened. She couldn't remember who she was. But these two characters are thinking, wow, there's a reward from the, you know, the, uh, the ex-empress. Let's see if we can find someone to play the part. So they find this girl, but she seems to remember things that they didn't teach her and that weren't in books. Could she be the real Anastasia? And that's part of what this musical is. Um, it is actually phenomenally well done. And I've, if you don't mind, before we get into some of the issues with it and, and yeah. such. Uh, that was my next question. Yeah, let's just look a little bit for a moment at the trailer. One step at a time, one hope then another. Who knows where this road may go? Back to who I was, on to find my future. Things my heart still needs to know. You are Anastasia. It was a spectacular musical, no doubt. Uh, yes, loosely based on the animated 1997 movie, Adam. Uh, they borrow six, uh, some of the characters, six of the uh, musicals that won awards. And the music, is, a lot of the music is memorable and beautiful and well done. Something that you see in classic hits, not always in some of the newer musicals. Also, uh, 16 additional songs, some new characters, and what's missing from it that I wasn't real fond of, there was a character, Rasmussen, who was a real person, a mystic, who had a very close relationship with the the Tsar's family, the uh, Uh Emperor's family. Uh, in the cartoon, you may remember he was magical, mystical, half dead. There was a lot of weirds and even scary spiritual elements that aren't for everyone. This is absent from the musical. And instead, the, the bad guy is more of a Russian official who is tasked with killing this Anastasia. So uh, kind of interesting. Now, jarred your memory a little? Yeah, a little. A little. It's all coming back, well, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) So if a family was interested in this, are there any content issues that would make it inappropriate for a really young audience? You know, if and this is where you're sitting through a, a musical. So a really young audience has to be able to sit through a musical. Now, some of them, I want you to think for a moment, a lot of kids have gone to see things like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, uh, or uh, Lion King. 
can they sit through that? It is entertaining. It is colorful. It is beautiful. But you have to be old enough to sit through a musical. So, you know, yes. I, I think you know, when you get into maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, you're getting to an age where you can kind of sit through. We were sitting next to a, a girl with her booster, and she was probably eight to ten years old. Contents, uh, no, really there okay well with one exception there are soldiers there's uh at one point bombs go off glass shatters uh there are guns and yet you're not seeing anyone fired upon directly if you're old enough to understand uh, that her family dies at the hands of gunfire so that's disturbing but it's done well it is uh very family friendly there it it's beautiful and i highly recommend it but there is something that is i have a question about and it seems to be a double standard in the entertainment industry if you just saw the maybe you were listening and not watching but if you just saw the trailer you see that the czar or the emperor, rather, was played by an African-American. The lead character was a, a woman of color. That wasn't the case in Russia in 1918. Uh, so what is, that, what is that about? I mean, that seems to be a trend. They had a very diverse cast, which I like to see that we're not shutting people out. Uh, but historically inaccurate if you're doing a fantasy piece if you're doing something make-believe it doesn't seem to really matter but when you're doing a historical piece conversely we do have people that say hey this gay character isn't being played by someone gay this uh, person who is portraying uh, someone with a physical ailment or a, a or they are handicapped isn't played by someone handicapped this person if if we were to have um africans uh, betrayed portrayed by people with blackface that is absolutely off off the table it's not okay right. but conversely we have a very white russian girl being played by a woman of color for the sake of diversity my question to you is, is this the, uh, looking for the best person for the role at the expense of history? And is this a double standard? It's a tough question. I mean, I, I think that we certainly are in a moment where there is an attempt to recognize and rectify all sorts of things from the past that have to do with race. And it's almost like the arts have become, well, it's not almost, the arts have become the vanguard of expression of a lot of progressive ideas where that sort of diversity is so self-evidently good to those who espouse that perspective that it might not even think of them to ask the question, well, is it historically accurate? Like, I, I do think that it's about, there's a political element here potentially to that decision. Now she's got a phenomenal voice. It's clear that mm. she had a remarkable presence on stage. She did a phenomenal job. Better? Maybe, but this isn't like you're giving 
some sort of quota or affirmative action because this person's really not talented, but we have to fill the slot. Like yeah. clearly they have incredibly, incredibly talented actors and singers doing this. So it's tricky. I mean, but I think at the very, excuse me, at the very least, if you take your family to it, it is a part of the conversation that this is an attempt to tell a story using people who were not actually a part of that story. And I think you're right to say that there's a double standard because there are places where there's not much tolerance for that uh, in the progressive kind of way of thinking about things. And so um, I think it's a talking point. I don't think for me it's a, uh, it's not a deal killer. Oh, it's no, because it was say. spectacular. But think of Hamilton. Hamilton, right. no, Hamilton has a, was, I think, a very, very deliberate and high profile attempt to do exactly the same thing. And George I Washington was not a person of color. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but as uh, you and I have said, you said before, he, nor did he rap. But right. in, in that regard, in Hamilton, it seems as though one look can look at that and say, look, it almost doesn't matter because it represents all of us. If right. we can be more colorblind, uh, right. but it's worth noting because we aren't colorblind. We're very color forward. We're very, very much in the mindset of dividing ourselves based on color uh, and labeling oppressors and the oppressed. And so in that, I don't know that unless we're saying best person gets the role, if we're still playing this game and yet in this regard, it's not okay if we think you're the best person because you're the wrong color, then we're still going down a wrong road. No, you're, I mean, and it's like with so many things when we, it's possible to try to solve one real issue and overcorrect so far in the other direction that you just create other issues. Yeah. Um, and I'll also say in theater, obviously you're only in theater about five minutes before you encounter Shakespeare. And obviously we had young girls sometimes playing male characters. I mean, I think about mm-hmm. Shakespeare in love and Gwyneth Paltrow's character. So there's a long history in theater of Good people point. who weren't what they were representing playing a particular character. Now that wasn't for a, political reason that's for expediency reasons i mean there's a whole bunch of other reasons so the the comparison breaks down but it's not like it's a new thing that's for sure yeah indeed well let's get away from theater and of course you can look up anastasia the tour is the 2022 tour and it will be coming to a city near you if you are in the northwest uh that's where it's touring right now just open not Denver, though because i just looked it just opened uh tuesday (laughs) in seattle but uh yeah if you get a chance to see anastasia i would i would definitely uh take your kid your older kids it is well worth seeing and i think it also opens some conversation about uh what took place in history and uh, what it means to have freedom can i say one other thing i mean i think that that one of the huge huge values of watching live stage work and participating in it is you see a level of artistry and collaboration live in front of you that you can't possibly experience 
in a movie, no matter how good it is. Right. And um, both of my daughters, actually all three of my kids have been heavily involved in drama. My, my youngest is in a stage production right now. And so we spend a lot of time thinking about acting and drama and singing and dancing in the living room. And I just, I think that there's a tremendous value to having that experience, both in terms of in the audience and potentially participating as well. So I just want to give a shout out to the theater, which you might not expect from the plugged in guy, but right? uh, it's a remarkable thing. So, and there you, it, go. you will never, it, it's never the same twice. I mean, the no, lines exactly. may be say, the same, uh, the stage production, the music, but it is truly never the same twice. And that is something that is completely unique in this age of we watch movies and television all the time right so speaking of movies there is a one film that is coming out this weekend a brand new well not so new (laughs) oh it's uh it's the 742nd ice age movie (laughs) um no i i'm exaggerating a little it's Just a little, though. Come on, we're going to have so many Ice Age movies that they're going to be, you know, in 2022 hanging out right? and trying to avoid coronavirus in one of uh, the iterations. Probably. <laughs> you know, they'll be wearing masks or something. Um, yeah, I went there. Um, yeah, it's an Ice Age movie. Uh, if you've seen any of them, and Michelle, this blew me away because I looked it up. First one was in 2002. Wow. These things have been with us for 20 years. They're practically vintage. Um, (laughs) So it's about this group of animals in the Ice Age. This one focuses on um, a couple of possums that have a penchant for getting into trouble. Their names are Crash and Eddie. And um, they've mostly mostly been comic relief. Actually, the whole series has mostly been comic relief. But um, they have been sort of ancillary characters that come in for a slightly off-color joke now and then this time it kind of revolves around them they decide uh and the name of the movie by the way is the ice age adventures of buck wild who's another character that i'll get to in just a moment crash and Eddie decide that their time it's their time to be grown up and they're moving out and they immediately fall into uh this prehistoric land where there are lots of dinosaurs and um they get into trouble really quickly and thankfully buck wild comes to their rescue Hijinks ensue. Uh, no animated velociraptors were seriously injured in the making of this movie, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Fun movie. If you've liked the other ones, you'll probably enjoy this. If the other ones have gotten on your nerves, this one will get on your nerves. <laughs> not too much content. Uh, and it's streaming on Disney Plus. So not a bad movie. And, and the series as a whole, other than some toilet humor, um, and there's not even in, as much in this one as there are in some of the previous installments. So it's a pretty okay. nice movie. Yeah, I, you you get what you expect, and I've always enjoyed yeah. watching it. Let's take a look at the trailer. <laughs> they face the meltdown. The dawns of the dinosaur. The continental drift. And the collision course. They just can't catch a break though, right? <laughs> it's always something. History's oh, no. greatest heroes Crash and went back to the lost world. And I thought I made that choice. There you are, the possums. Hello, boys! 
Buck Wild at your service. Our hero! What brings you two to my world? We want to live a life of adventure, like you. It's a bad time for a tropical vacation. Everyone, we face a grave threat. Can you repeat that? I had a marshmallow in my ear. <laughs> they had marshmallows back then, huh? I don't know. Uh, at any rate, I mean, there it is. The fact that the mammals existed before the dinosaurs <laughs> kind of throws me slightly too, but whatever. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, like I said, whatever. <laughs> Don't overthink it, right? I mean, well, you know, it, it, if you are a, a traditionalist from the Book of Genesis, we could get into some uh, science and technology there and say hmm, that's something to think of, uh, or we could just take it for what it is—a cute little uh, movie that we have all enjoyed over twenty years. Uh, wow! So that wow, is out right. streaming on Disney Plus. Yep. Indeed. So there you go. And there really isn't anything else to to really sink your teeth in. Uh, we're just kind of, there's a couple times of year where it's just kind of the doldrums. Like August and September are definitely in that kind of zone. And then this January zone is a whole bunch of nothing until, you know, we we lurch toward February and March and we get some Christian movies and then we start to get some bigger movies. But I mean, honestly, the next big movie that probably anybody's even heard of is death on the Nile. And that comes out February 11th. Uh, there is an action movie called moonfall coming out next week. Uh, but every time I see the title, I think of Moonraker from like 1982, which was <laughs> extraordinarily bad and yet quite lovely James Bond movie. Uh, <laughs> it was when, Roger Moore jumped the shark several times in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I digress. That's another podcast for another time. It is indeed. Uh, some other, another movie we talked about last week, so you can uh, look at PluggedIn.com. You can also uh, review our show from last week, is uh, Redeeming Love, which I've gotten word on the street. People are loving it. There is a big caveat that the suggested nudity sexual situations are more so than any other christian film in history however uh what a lot of people say is well it's not much more than i see on any given thursday night on television so right and and is that a good thing or is that a bad thing i, mean, yeah. I think that's that's the question if we have christian movies that are indistinguishable from other things that we recognize as problematic are we moving the right direction? Are we moving? You know? And I will also say uh, the other thought is, though, that the message of redemption is very, very powerful no, in this. So it does meet uh, the shock value with redemption. But, you know, you got to it's worth talking about indeed. And we did in our uh, reviews of last week. There are some other interesting uh, like the Lord of the Rings series is debuting September 2nd. That's something on the horizon. It's the yep. second age of Middle Earth. That's going to be interesting because we do know that the Lord of the Rings has, uh, I guess, Christian, if not uh, Catholic overtones to it, undertones. Well, and Middle the other Earth thing tones. that we're going to be watching. Uh, sign you know, nudity waivers because they're going to sex it up. So 
it's Amazon and they're going for a Game of Thrones kind of vibe. Oh, and, man. You know, it's an outstanding question, I think, to ponder whether we need to see naked hobbits or not. I'm going to vote no. I'm okay with well, not. We're going to just see where they go, I guess. So I think that's important to know. Uh, my crass joking aside, which the Bible says not to do, by the way. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, this is not Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and it's going to be more violent. It's going to be more graphic. And the word on the street is there's going to have, there's going to be more sexual content, which it wouldn't take much since there's essentially zero sexual content in the books or Peter Jackson's movies. Right. Well, and there you go. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. So um, for some reason, Zoom has lost. That's okay if you're listening. If you're watching, Zoom has just uh, lost our video capture. But don't worry. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get it back. You can just imagine uh, the handsome Adam Holt sitting next to me. Adam, thank you very much for joining us today. You bet, Michelle. Today. Always a privilege on on the weekend to talk movies. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we will catch you next week. And in the meantime, I would recommend that you go to pluggedin.com. You can find the link at my Michelle live where you can support what they do. It is vital before you go see a film, before you get involved in a new series, read a book, uh, See what's going on with your kids and their favorite YouTube channels. Go to Plugged In because you can get the information that you really need to make the best choices for you and your family. Because sometimes you go to a movie, you can't get those couple hours back. You can never get them back. And you're going, oh, if I only knew. Well, you have no excuse now. You can go to PluggedIn.com. Thank you very much. Don't forget. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great weekend. You too. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com.